Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky, and today we discuss my parents, why I can't handle life when I bite the inside of my cheek, and early, mid-to-thousands Vice magazine do's and don'ts. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky, which is who's me, uh, is brought to you by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is a low-cost automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It works 24-7. That's, by the way, in case you're wondering, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week to manage your portfolio, keeping it diversified, customized to your risk profile, which for me would be very high risk, and optimizing its trading behavior to keep your tax bill low, all without ever charging commissions. Whether you've got millions or billions or you're just starting out, Wealthfront is the most sophisticated way to invest your money. To sign up and get your free personalized investment portfolio, go to Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. Are you a tech professional searching for a new company to share your tech skills with? I mean, or any skills? Then you should check out Hired. Hired connects talent with top tech companies. On Hired, software engineers and designers can get five-plus interview requests in a week. And since they work with over 2,500 companies from startups to large public companies and employers from 12 major tech hubs in North America and Europe, you're bound to find the right position for you. If you use our special link, Hired.com slash Tomorrow Podcast to sign up, they'll double the bonus that you get when you accept a job. That's right. They'll double the $2,000 thank you bonus they normally give out when you sign up at Hired.com slash Tomorrow Podcast. So that's $4,000 of sweet, sweet thank you money. If you're not looking for a job but know someone who is, you can refer them to Hired and get a $1,337 bonus when they accept a job too. So what are you waiting for? I mean, seriously, like what are you doing that's so important that you can't check out Hired.com slash Tomorrow Podcast right now? The answer, by the way, to that question is nothing. My guest today is... uh the co-host of the extremely popular podcast, Internet Explorer, a senior editor at BuzzFeed, and also my sister-in-law, <laughs> Katie Natopoulos. Josh, thank you for having me on. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, it's the least I could do. I'm not going to say that I have not been waiting and a little bit cheesed off as to why you haven't asked me on yet. Well, that's I, we had. I'll tell you. You know, I, um, you get. We, uh, I, I, first off, I, I, Magnus informs me via the headphones that I asked you three times. And we've canceled on you three times, he says. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, at this point, you have asked me several times at the last minute when you when some other guests bailed. Yeah. Um, and yes. it's like the day before. Yeah. And it's almost always like a Friday. You can't sort of get it together in time. Um, you're like, crap, I got to do an episode by Monday. Yeah. It's Friday. It's 3 p.m. Yeah. You... Hey, Katie, are you free? So let me explain. Uh, there have been a few times where we... Uh, no, I get I get it. There have been a few I'm, times where we I'm didn't old, have a guest. Reliable, Katie. Yeah. You know that you know that you can pick up the phone and you call me and I'm going to be there because you know what? Well, we're family. We are family, but we're also family. we're family, but also uh, we're more than family. We're friends, but more than that, we're also uh, in a similar industry. I'm pouring some water right now. I hope that was picked up by the. <laughs> 
Um, do, would you like some water, actually? No, no, no. Are I'm you good. sure? Really? Um, You've got an IPA here, a disgusting yeah. IPA that you're forcing me to drink. Um, well, listen, so, you know, I'm a. I'm well, hold a on, let me just say something. Okay. All right. So, go on, go of on, course, of course, when we're, you know, when we've had a few times when we're like in the alert, you know, it's like, oh man, what's happening? Uh-huh. Who's a great, smart, funny, charming mm, person yeah. who can speak on many topics? Oh, yeah. Our go to, our yep. first thought is always Katie's. Paul Ford. Paul Ford. <laughs> And then when Katie, Paul Ford's busy, he's like, Paul, "Oh, you know, my yeah. kid got sick. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I can't right. make it." Then, then you're like, "Katie?" Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I guess worst case scenario, she will let her be on. It, it, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. See the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, of course we've wanted to have you. I wanted to have you on for a long time, but actually, early on in the podcast, mm-hmm. I want to talk about this. Early on in the in the life of tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah. You you and I talked about a thing yeah. which was I have mentioned several times, which was this idea that basically was your idea. Yeah. That we I, would let, let's say not basically one hundred percent my idea. Let's not shortchange okay. me here on this one. I don't need a was, man coming in and claiming the credit for the most brilliant idea in the history of podcasting. I feel like that you didn't have the follow through and the no. gumption to actually make happen wow. on schedule. I see where this is headed. Yeah. Uh, so the idea was um that you and I were going to watch the Fast and Furious series, mm-hmm. starting with the yeah. original Fast and Furious mm-hmm. film, Fast and Furious. Right. And then in be- at the beginning, we'd do 10 minutes, sort of an intro. And then in between each movie, we would do 10 minutes about the film that we just saw. But we would be drinking and getting uh, high yeah. throughout. Yeah. So uh, after seven, uh, how many hours would that be? Each film like was about 14 what? hours. Well, each film, was like, each film was like an hour yeah. and 30 minutes, hour, yeah, two hours. Two hours, probably. Really? Probably. Yeah. So after 14 hours plus the, so we need to think of like 15, 16 hours maybe mm-hmm. of continuous drinking and smoking yeah. of weed. Yeah. We would conclude. Now, now you've backed off the idea. Well, okay, here's the thing. I pitched this idea to you. Um, last what March April when the yeah. fast uh, the seven. most recent yeah fast seven fast seven yeah. came out and the movie was a huge box office hit huge success um, I'm, I'm still to this day um, singing the great Wiz Khalifa hit yeah. see you again yeah to every day all day um it was people were talking about it the movie was hot buzz. And um, hot, hot. and the movie was hot buzz. I didn't it was, think it was, it was a the fr- buzz. It was a term. buzz on the street. Everyone was a buzz about this <laughs> movie. Says buzz on the street. That's not a term. Maybe that people they don't say. say that where you live. They don't. Down here, here in New York City, there's buzz on the street. Anyways, the the movie uh, last spring was you know a, the phenomenon. Thing on, it was phenomenon. phenomenon. The yeah. thing on everyone's mind. Yes. Um, you mentioned to me that you had never seen any of the movies. I've seen parts of some. Okay. But so I've never seen a whole movie. I was shocked because I sort of thought that they would be right up your alley. I don't know why you think that. Because I think that why? you... Why? You think I like movies about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think you like action movies. Not really. I think you like Do popular... I like action movies? I You're like you... my father. This is what my father says. He's like, oh, you wouldn't like it. He says, oh, you would see this movie. Oh, you wouldn't like it. It's all talking. There's no gunfights. There's no shooting in it. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I'm like really into like big action movies, but I'm actually not. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, I love Independence Day. Okay. You know, I love the original Die Hard. Ghost Protocol. I mean, all the Mission Impossible movies are okay. good. I haven't seen yeah. the most recent one, but I understand it's very good. Okay. Anything with Tom Cruise is good, just by default. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not like, you know, yeah, the Terminator films. I we, like the yeah, first. Yeah, they're like the best movies ever. Well, up until three, which I consider to be the best Terminator film. Oh but... my God. Wait, this is the one time that you and I actually agree we on do? a movie, I do think. Do we really? Because I think that in general, you and I have any movie you like, yeah. I don't like, and yeah. vice versa. I think that's true. We should um, go through some of those in a second, but let's um, talk about Stay on Terminator but 3 weirdly, for a second. Yeah. You and I share one of the least popular opinions in cinema history. But one of the most correct opinions. Which is that Terminator 3. It's the best one. 
He's the best one. It's the best movie. First um, off, it's got great female characters, fully developed female characters. Yeah. You know, they're not just running for their lives, they're fighting. One uh-huh. of them is a Terminator, spoiler alert. Yeah. One of the women is a Terminator. And it's just fully, just a fully realized world. And it answers a lot of questions yeah. for us about the backdrop of uh, the Terminator series. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen Genesis. Have you seen Genesis? The most recent one? Yeah. No. Uh, I saw that, the fourth one. In that film, I haven't seen the fourth one because it looked so bad and stupid. Christian Bale's in that. Yeah, that's the Christian Bale one. I just watched American Psycho uh, uh-huh. full all the way through. Yeah. I Which I'd never done. Oh, really? Have you seen it? Yeah. Christian Bale's very yeah. good in that movie. He's, very, he's you, the best. You know who else is great in that movie? Jared Leto. Yeah. He's a very small role, yeah. but he's very good in it. Um, do anyway. you remember the Christian Bale rant? Yes, that, of like, course. Was recorded? Of course. It's the guy about the lighting guy. <laughs> in fact, in fact, Magnus, I'd like it if you could bring in, if you could add it in when this is all said and done. We'd like to hear some of the Christian Bale rant. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No. No. Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down? In the middle of a scene, then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, da 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 da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting. I don't remember. He was yelling at a lighting guy because he was in the middle of a scene during Terminator 4 Salvation. Yes. He was filming a very dramatic scene where Mm -hmm. it required him to be in the mindset of John Connor, who, as we all know, in case you're wondering, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you don't know, he is leading the resistance against the... um, uh, artificially intelligent Terminator Skynet. robots, yeah. Skynet, which is uh, trying to wipe out humanity. Mm-hmm. So obviously Christian Bell had to go to a very dark place in his oh, yeah. mind, yeah. and he's in the middle of an intense scene, uh, probably confronting the Terminator, mm-hmm. and a lighting guy moved a light or made a noise or something off. Yeah, I think off. he was like, he kept walking back and forth in yeah. the like thing or something. Yeah. So my favorite part of that rant <laughs> yeah. was there's a part where... Um, and I guess I kind of take this. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of Howard Stern show. Great Have show. Have been for years. Howard's um, one of the greats. Seri- I'm a serious subscriber. Just for Howard. Just for Howard. You're not. Yeah, you I know, think I, a lot of people. I love the music, though. You know what? They have some great channels Sirius on there. Sirius XM, great channel. Um, uh, the Joint, which is the reggae channel. Yeah. Laura and I listen to. Zelda loves The Joint. Um, but uh, I like, I you know, the, the embarrassing thing is like, you and I are like old enough that like we, I mean, you would probably enjoy this too. They have a like college rock radio station that's mm-hmm. kind of like... Indie rock from the like nineties. Well, I know and, some. Like, you know, I, I just turned twenty eight, so mm-hmm. I know some of that yeah. stuff, but uh, not all of it. Right. You know, some of yeah. it, Eric. Uh, you know, has played for me, but yeah. uh, I'm a little bit young, frankly. I'm super into like retro nineties stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, I'm twenty four. It's ironic. It's, it's so ironic. Cute, you know? I like the yeah. irony of listening to nineties music because um, it's like not really my generation, but yeah. uh, I think it's cool. But so they would they would often on the Howard Stern show play clips from the Christian Bale rant, and yeah. in particular, like they would turn them into audio drops, and yeah. one of the, the best ones was there's a part where he goes oh good for you <laughs> like cause he's sort of well, he's like he's, he's like, he like uh, starts imitating the guy like he's like look at me I'm stomping around I'm the lighting guy good for you <laughs> and they would like you know drop in the oh yeah. good for you whatever and, and uh, well it's so embarrassing when you yeah. somebody loses their temper uh-huh. it's embarrassing for them like a guy yelling at somebody at McDonald's because he didn't get cheese on his mm. uh, cheeseburger or whatever yeah. You know, you feel kind of embarrassed for them. Yeah. That is like now it's really immortalized. I mean, it is it yeah. will go on forever 
and it's one of the defining moments of Christian Bale's career. Yeah. You know. So anyhow, getting back to Terminator 3, you and I agree that it's the best Terminator film. You know, I would say that there was there was a period in, I don't know when that movie came out, probably like 2004? Um, um, 2003, 2004? Something, that sounds right to me. Um, they were playing it in heavy rotation on HBO no. at some point for like the entire winter of 2004 or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those weird movies where like... You can watch it a million times, yeah, and like, you like don't even mean to. It's like failure to launch. Yeah, and it was <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah, failure to launch is one of the worst movies ever made, but it's been played on TV so much I've seen it at least four or five times. Um, also, um, oh, Devil Wears Prada. That's another one that's like incessantly played on HBO. You know what I think is like an interesting thing about humanity? No. So I feel like everyone has their own opinion of the world where. Everyone has, like, the movie that they believe is the movie that's constantly on TV. And this is, like, <laughs> in every, it's in totally unique in every's to every world, person. There's one movie that yeah. they think is always on TV. So, for me, that movie is coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for, has been for years. Yeah, like, for, yeah. And it's partly one of those things that, like, once you start noticing it, then you see it on all the time. Yeah, it's like, it's like when I started getting into motorcycles, uh-huh. uh, which I'm into— I started noticing how many motorcycles there were. And now I see them when I don't think I saw them before. Yeah. It's like when you have a baby, you start to see people with babies in a way mm-hmm. that you don't see before. You don't even see them before. I don't see people with babies because they're kind of less than human. They are. They're inhuman. They're inhuman. But no, yes, I think you're right. I guess mine would be either Devil Wears Prada or Failure to Launch. Interesting. Failure to Launch. There okay. was a period where Failure to Launch was on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was on like TBS and HBO same thing with Devil Wears Prada. Like, yeah. It had been blanketed. I, I do see Devil Wears Prada on a lot. Yeah, I think that's um, a real one. Yeah. Oh, do you, have you ever talked to anybody else about this? Do you know any other people's like movies um, they think their universe? I, I don't know. I mean, I have talked to other people about it, but like I said, like it's sort of it's one of those things. How about where... my brother Eric? You two are married. Um, Eric is a successful yeah. musician, a member of the band Tan Lines. Um, who I who had I've had on the show. Yeah, he was he he got to be a guest on the show long before, long uh, before your old you. pal Katie. Yeah, well, yeah. I've known him a little longer, yeah, but you know, <laughs> that's yeah. neither here nor there. But any at any rate, do you know his movie that he thinks is on TV all the time? Um, I think he would have trouble answering that question because he generally has trouble answering direct questions that involve that require him to pick a thing out of a large. He has trouble with choice, <laughs> memory, so memory. It's his he memory. Has trouble with memory. So, He's like uh, the character from Memento in a lot of ways. Uh, this. Morning, Eric and I went to a bris. Oh, you did for uh, yeah for Eric's bandmate Jesse, who was also on your podcast. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, and, Jesse Cohen, and yeah, he also hosts a podcast, No Effects. No Effects, that's with right, Jesse Cohen, that's correct. Um, Which I've never been on. Yeah, so I feel your pain. Okay. Yeah. Have you been on that? No. Oh, well, we, we should he both be. He's mostly musician. So you're a musician. Yeah, I, I was a musician. Anyhow, yeah. so you went to this bris. We went to this bris. Well, a joyous occasion, joyous a very occasion. joyous mutilation. I really enjoyed it. You did. Um, Have I you did. ever been to one before? I never. It was my first press. Oh. Yeah? It was very Shocking. nice. Shocking. It was, I thought it was a really nice ceremony. Like, you sort of get the whole family together and you do this little thing for a baby when it's born. Just I feel a little like, thing. Just a little thing. Yeah. You know, no big it's, deal. It's, it's, it's a nice. No big it's a nice, Magnus wouldn't know anything about that. No. This Magnus. Guy. Not this guy, circumcised. Uncut. Yep. Uncut. But so I was asking him, I was like, so, you know, Eric, what, what have you been to a breast before? And he's like, yeah, I went to one, like uh, a cousin. In Jersey. And I was, um, I the same breast, I think. So. And he was like, yeah, I was nine. And I was like, nine? What cousin do you have that would have been a baby when you were nine? Because I'm like, sort of doing the math, and I know who Eric's and your cousins are. And I'm yeah. like, you guys don't have a cousin that would be nine years younger. It's actually like your second cousin, um, Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach. Um, yeah, sure. And I was like, wait a minute. Zach is like 
way younger. Zach is like 20 years younger than you. Not 20 years, but I was like, Zach is, he, we did the math and it turns out he was 18. Okay, that's pretty close. <laughs> so his memory of this yeah. event yeah. was that he was nine years old. Now, I understand you, there's some like things you would remember, like, I don't know, it was, it was maybe like fourth grade, fifth <laughs> yeah, yeah, grade, I was nine, like, yeah, somewhere like between eight year and ten. Two. Yeah, uh-huh. But he was, a thing happened to him when he was age 18 yeah. that he thought happened to him when he was nine. It's a very extreme leap, I will say that. It's not, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine how one uh-huh. would make such a, I mean, nine years old as you know very little about the world. You would, at 18, maybe you drove a little bit on the way to, to the Briss. Maybe you, you know, like you might have had a little drink of something because 18 is basically 21. I mean, you would know some things at that, at that time yeah. that would be indicative, that would indicate you were a little bit older than nine years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Things would have happened. Yeah. You would have had to shave that morning. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, but I don't know what goes through his head. I don't know what's going on. You then. know, he's a unique person. Anyhow, let's and that's get, back, why I let's love get him. back to Katie. I want um, to talk about Katie. Now, wait a second. You were, we never finished the Fast and Furious conversation. Oh, so, so you, I had this so, brilliant so were, idea. This I said, idea. look, yeah. I'm going to come over. I'm going to sleep over. We're going to make a whole day out of this. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna record it all day long. Yeah. We're going to watch each movie, do 10 minutes to like talk about the movie in between. Yeah. This is going to be great. This yeah. is a stunt. It'll be fun. I yeah. love a stunt. Yeah. It'll be a marathon. We'll do it on like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and you seem pretty into the idea. Yes. And then it never really happened. I and was then, very like, into the idea. And then like go Three weeks ago, you're like, "Hey, how about that uh, Fast and Furious no, thing?" And I, I was like, like yes, you know, yeah, I, 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 I was, you know, I mean, the movie's on Blu-ray now. Actually, that's <laughs> actually good because we couldn't have seen it. That's true. We needed it to be on Blu-ray, actually. And I, and, and in fact, I remember that one of the things I thought when you first mentioned because mm-hmm. it was when the movie was in yeah, theaters was like, "Well, we'll have to wait till it's available to rent okay. because otherwise you couldn't do it." And mm-hmm. there was, it only became, and now it's been available for like maybe a month or two. Yeah. So not that long. So we would have had to have the film. We could have obtained it by other means. At any rate, I think there are a lot of fans out there, fans Mm. of you and fans of me, that would love to hear that. Who want to hear. And I think they're they're dying for that podcast. And I think that if if we don't give it to them, we're doing them a disservice and we're doing ourselves a disservice. Um, If you want to hear this, please write in to magnus at tomorrowpodcast.com. That's that's right. That's his email. Why don't we do it? We could do a Twitter poll. Do a Twitter poll. Why don't we do a Twitter poll when this goes up? Yeah. I and mean, say, he's... if you want to see Josh and Katie, if you want to hear Josh and Katie uh-huh. watch 14 hours of <laughs> Fast and Furious while getting drunk and high and podcasting in between, yes or no. Yeah. And whatever the audience says is what we'll do. I mean, here's the other thing that is like a, a big reservation of mine yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you're worried you can't, you can't hold your own with me on the drinking. <laughs> I'm a little worried that I'm not sure the world wants to hear you and I after 14 hours of drinking and oh, I, getting high. I think they, I think that that might I sound think, a lot less funny than we think it sounds. I think, or it may sound funnier than we think it sounds. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, you don't know Possibly. because you've never been there. That's true. You know, it's like you don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Anyhow, I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to try. But I think if we are use moderation, you know, if we really pace ourselves. Okay. Here's the thing. Mm. I'm a big fan of the origin story, okay? Yeah. And I really want to see the characters mm-hmm. and the plots of the Fast and Furious universe unfold. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy who loves a big, complete universe. Yeah. And I feel like I'm going to get one with Fast and Furious. Um, can I tell you one of the weirdest things that happened to me watching Fast and Furious? Actually, I have many stories about <laughs> weird things that happened to me during watching Fast and okay, Furious. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hear one at least. Um, so the first movie came out when I was in college. That would be Fast and Furious. Fast and, yeah. Or The Fast and I Furious? Think it was the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, the Fast, no, no. 
The Fast and the Furious was the first movie? I believe so, yes. Two, the Fast two, and the t- Furious. Two, two yeah. thes. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, Vin Diesel was kind of like this sort of cheesy star. I don't there, know. There, this is pre-Triple X, Yeah, this right? is, um, yeah, pre-Triple X. I think this is probably the year 2001. Yeah. So I... Is this a post-9-11 film? I think uh, it's either... It's right around then. It was probably filmed before, is my guess. Okay. It might have been the year Magnus, before. If only Magnus could chime in. Yeah. My Magnus, by the way, who those for those who don't know, is my mm-hmm. producer who is uh, um, originally from Sweden. He's mm-hmm. now has some type of American uh, something, a green card or something. But Magnus, could you tell us when the first Fast and Furious film came out? He's doing absolutely no research whatsoever. I would say he's just sitting, doing nothing right now. Anyway, okay. go on. So a lot so of things So I saw it in happened. college yeah. and, you know, um, my college, like, like many colleges would sometimes Magna, have. Magna says it came out in 2001. Okay. Um, so they would show movies like at the sort of like college pre, pre-9/11, Sorry, pre-9-11. Is that what I'm hearing, Magnus? Okay. Okay. You Like I want to I want to say it's like spring 2001. Okay. Um, June 22nd is when it was released. There you go. Very close. Um, so I go in and I'm watching this. I went by myself. Because I really wanted to see this movie, but no one else I knew wanted to see this. And it's getting close to the end. I can tell that this is like, I don't know, we're, we're 15, 20 minutes out from the end. Building to the climax. It's like right in the third act is sort of starting. We're about to find out what happens. And I, I get up out of my seat and I leave the theater because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you left the theater. I left the theater because I was like, I know in my heart that I'm going to want to see this movie again at some point. Because this is so great. I've enjoyed this movie so much. But when I see it a second time, I want to get to be surprised by what happens in the end. So I want to see 85% of the movie so that when I watch it again, really amped up to the, I can yeah. still have the enjoyment of not knowing what happens. So how, And then I saw it you know, later on video with friends and, uh, with with friends. Friends and yeah. I saw the ending. and was, was I, I don't want to hear about it because I would spoil my experience. Uh-huh. But... Um, mm-hmm. My guess oh, is that... I, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but Vin Diesel does fuck the car. <laughs> That's what happens at the end. It's just, it's, it's a so weird... It's kind of weird. It's like a 12-minute scene of him yeah. just slowly thrusting into, into the, various parts of the uh, Not car. just one part. Not just no, one it's not, part. It's like you might think it's like Multi, the tailpipe, but it's yeah. like, no, he's just like... He's just but, slathering his nude body on the, the leather tailpipe, seats. Is the tailpipe involved? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, but not in the way you think. At some point, at some point you got to get to the tailpipe. Uh, yeah, no, no spoilers. Yeah, but, but I feel like you spoiled a little bit of it yeah. for, for all of us. Anyhow. Yeah. But the our, spoiler is involved, too. He, he humps the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe one of the funniest mm-hmm. things you've ever said. That was very Thank good. You. So let's talk about uh, – now, so we're going to do it or we're not going to do it? Let's let the people decide. Oh, that's right. We'll do the Twitter poll after this, when yeah. this goes up. So now let's talk about professional Katie. Okay. I want to talk about Katie. I'm very professional. I want to talk about your professional <laughs> lifestyle. Um, I, uh, have your, a, I lead a very professional lifestyle. You are a, one of the f- people I know who's most professional. Extremely You're a professional. senior editor at BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. uh, which is, of course, one of the it's darlings one of the darlings of the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, you had nothing to do with this. I saw a post the other day. Uh, it was, uh, would you suck your own wiener? Or have you tried to suck your own wiener? Uh-huh. Now, you had nothing to do with that, correct? Uh, uh, not correct. Um, oh, you before, did have something to do with that? Yeah. Okay. Before it was posted. Um, Sponsored. That was, by the way, I had a great sponsorship next to it, which was um, a Jolly Rancher sponsorship. It was Things that, in Life. That actually things in life that, pretty. Things, yeah. in, things in Life That Really Suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what, what happens is, is that um, 
brands will sponsor like badges on BuzzFeed. So like the way that sort of badges work is like people can, you know, they read a post and they can like, you know, vote like, oh, I think this is LOL or OMG or oh, oh, WTF. Oh. And you don't have it, a sock badge. There's no sock. Um <laughs> But if it gets enough of those votes, it gets a badge at the top of the post. Right, and right. what brands can do is brands can sponsor a particular badge. Um, badge. So a particular like, emotion, really. Right. So, like, maybe that's, that's it's, you know, uh, a pet food company that wants to sponsor all the content that gets voted cute. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Cute is a badge. Um, cute is a badge. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, sexy, is there like a sexy badge? There's an hot? ew and there's oh. a – I think there's like a WTF. Okay. Is there like a so, hot badge? There's not a hot badge. I feel like they need to sex it up a little bit. Occasionally, there's like Because this is a place where weirdo. a hot badge would uh, obviously yeah. apply. Um, what will happen is that like – so I guess in this case, Jolly Rancher was like, we want to sponsor all the WTF content. Right. Or maybe the lol. Oh, like so maybe the it suck, was the funny. The suck was just like a happy accident? Yeah. Oh, so, interesting. It just so happened that that day, I guess, all content that had been flat the, – the traditional LOL badge – or I, I actually don't know what it was. I didn't – Examine this closely. Um, you didn't do I'm, just, I'm guessing what happened here. Yeah. Um, all content that had been marked as the LOL badge yeah. had a little sponsorship next to it that said, LOL, like sponsored by Jolly Rancher, because right. Jolly Rancher wants to have a fun, lolling the, uh, people who brand are lo- affinity. People who are lolling, they want right. to be thinking about Jolly Rancher. And so normally this works out pretty well. Um, occasionally there are these moments where <laughs> yeah. there is a, like, a little bit well, of mismatch between um, the actual headline and content and the <laughs> sponsored brand. And in right. this case... Uh, Hilarious juxtaposition of a sucky candy and yeah. uh, a really, dick sucking question. What I'm what I'm curious about, well, because I felt like that was a follow up. I mean, it was in the same vicinity as mm-hmm. I saw something that you definitely had it had. Uh, it was something you talked about on your podcast, which is mm-hmm. would you have sex with your clone? Yeah, I think this is a very important question. Uh, and we would can talk. We, well, let's talk okay. about that in a All second. Right. But um, I didn't have anywhere to go with that except that I wanted to point out that there was a, there was a story on um, Buzzfeed. There was and the, I, the sponsorship. Next to that story was, however you view it, uh-huh. one may view it as amazing and uh-huh. very good. Uh-huh. I'm kind of curious. I would love to know how Jolly Rancher viewed it. Uh, you know, you don't have to tell I would, me. I would love to know too. I, I have. Were no... they like finally we're reaching our target audience? <laughs> I mean, I have. I mean, those people love to suck. They are looking. I mean. <laughs> I have no idea how the brands feel about content that's on BuzzFeed that does not filter through to me or to right. anyone in the editorial team. Until you but, hear, until you hear um, uh, brands are very unhappy with you. Um, they, I, what I hear uh, all the time is, please fire Katie Natopoulos. That's the one <laughs> thing the one, that brands like, are allowed to BuzzFeed, say. We love what you're doing. Yeah. is just one problem. <laughs> Katie Natopoulos has to go. <laughs> yeah, and it's sort of weird because it's not even like, it's not like I hear it through, um, you know, the editor-in-chief calls me in and he's like, look, we're getting some blowback. Here. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that yeah. simply doesn't happen. Yeah. But what happens is I actually see like Jolly Rancher will tweet, at BuzzFeed, <laughs> fire Katie Natopoulos. Please, please fire Katie. <laughs> or give us a fucking refund until you fire Katie Natopoulos. Sometimes maybe they'll schedule like a desk side yeah. meeting with you to tell you that they want you to be fired. Have you ever accepted a desk side never, meeting? Never, never. <laughs> so first off, the, first off, here's my question about mm-hmm. desk side. If you don't know, if you don't work in yeah. the uh, media industry, if you're not in news or whatever, you may not get these emails. But yeah, we get a lot of emails that are like desk side meeting. Yeah. And it's like somebody wants you to meet with some CEO of some company about something or right. some like they want to demo something for you or whatever the dumb thing is. Mm-hmm. My question is like, whose desk side are you talking about? Is it my desk side? Because I definitely don't want to meet with, yes. you, meet with you at my desk. No, I believe that's what's meant. I and I do, do not want to go to where you are. I believe that what these are meant to be is that um, 
PR people who want to get their clients in front of reporters to cover their clients. Um, they want to make it. They know that it's a little bit of an uphill battle sure, sometimes sure. getting people interested. You get and part on a of that train, is like, you got to go travel downtown to their office. Well, but so what they're saying is. Let's make this easy for you. Right. We'll bring the guy and we'll come to your desk and we'll show you this, yeah. you know, our new app that we think is so cool. It'll be easy and sure. just take 10 minutes for sure. you. Sure. Derek Wiggins, their CEO, is going to come <laughs> Derek by. Derek Wiggins. <laughs> their CEO is going to come by, who's also a PhD mm-hmm. in uh, forensic pathologies, uh, yeah. you know, going to come by and show you this great new app for uh, knowing right. whether somebody whether somebody murdered murdered somebody or not. Um, exactly. Yeah. I I have not accepted ever an offer for that. And um, how did they bring up? Why did they bring up desk side meetings? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, that's a great. I'm going to take a break, um, and then we're going to okay. get back with that clone question after okay. this break. You know that you should be investing your money for the long term. Uh, you've probably wondered how you should do it. You've probably asked friends. You know, you've called people. You you called uh, brokers. You said, "I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me out?" And they hung up on you because you sounded so stupid. Trying to do it yourself is hard. Calling people is hard. You don't want to pick up the phone. That's a big pain in the ass. But luckily, Wealthfront makes it easy for anyone to get access to world-class long-term investment management. It's an online automated service that invests your money for you. Whether you're investing for retirement or for a different long-term goal, Wealthfront automatically rebalances your portfolio and reinvests your dividends all commission-free, which is very important. And let's be honest, you don't know what reinvest your dividends means, and so I don't think you should be handling your own investments. It's transparent and accessible. You can view all of your accounts in one place, whether they're personal, joint, or retirement, and you can see every trade that Wealthfront makes on your behalf in your dashboard anywhere you go on your desktop or in your pocket with the mobile app. Tens of thousands of people across the country have signed up already. In fact, Wealthfront manages over $2.6 billion in client assets, and it's grown over 20 times in the past two years. So go to Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow to see your free personalized investment portfolio. And just for tomorrow listeners, if you sign up to invest, Wealthfront will manage your first fifteen grand entirely free of charge for life. That means in addition to never paying commissions or any hidden fees, you also won't pay any management fees for that first 15000 So claim your offer today at Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. For compliance purposes, I have to tell you that Wealthfront Inc. is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read the full disclosure. Do you dream about having a bigger closet, a place you can store your secrets and perhaps your sexual preference? Well, make space is like having an infinite closet where there will be an infinite amount of space for all of the terrible things you've done and for all of the secrets that you're hiding from your friends and family. And also some of your stuff, I guess, like sweaters that you're not wearing because it's summertime or whatever. All you have to do is visit MakeSpace.com or download the MakeSpace app and schedule a free storage pickup. Now, I don't know if they can cart away the nasty things that you've been thinking and the bad things that you've done, but I think if it can fit into a box, no matter what it is, even if it's a human head or uh, something worse, they'll take it. They'll take it and they'll store it. Here's how it works. Make space is like having storage at the push of a button, like how the president has their, has his or her finger on the button to send launch nukes against Russia or whoever our enemy is at the time. Make space is like having your finger on the button to get your house clean. Okay, they pick up your stuff for free, they take it to storage for you, and they bring it back whenever you want. Do you hate the thought of visiting a storage unit and digging through boxes? Does the thought of visiting a storage unit and digging through boxes make you physically ill? When you think about visiting a storage unit and digging through boxes, do you think, what will I find there? Will it be a human head or something worse? 
Well, MakeSpace makes it so you never have to visit a storage unit again. You'll never have to discover something horrendous and horrible and horrific and terrifying inside of a storage unit. Because whenever you need something back from storage, MakeSpace will bring it right to your door. It could be a human head. It could be a box of hats. doesn't matter. The point is, you don't have to go looking for it. Even better, MakeSpace is giving all of our listeners $50 of free storage. Just schedule a pickup at MakeSpace.com or download the MakeSpace app and enter code TOMORROW to get $50 off. Start living the spacious life today. Visit MakeSpace.com to schedule a free storage pickup today. No human heads. All right, we're back with Katie Natopoulos, a wonderful person, also uh, a creative person, uh, a person who's angered a lot of people, a person who's hurt a lot of people, I think, on the internet. Um, Katie, you asked me... (laughs) hurt a lot of people. (laughs) Katie, you asked me... me recently would you have sex with your clone yeah In well fact, I, I asked that of everyone i, mean, I didn't i, I didn't hear this question. episode i didn't hear this episode okay. you, i assume you get you and ryan talked about yeah. it ryan uh, broderick is your ryan broderick is your um, co-host my co-host on internet explorer yeah how about how fortuitous by the way i don't know if this was planned or just is uh-huh. a happy accident but at the literally at the moment you launch internet explorer uh-huh. uh microsoft killed the name internet explorer yeah i wonder why well, yeah, they're like, they okay, were like, guess look, what? Katie Natopoulos is involved. That's it. That's it. We got to rebrand. We're, <laughs> please, we're out of the we're Please out of the change business. the name. Of, I'm like going into a Donald yeah. Trump style voice yeah. for all of these people. <laughs> Anyhow. I uh, think that a key thing that you're uh, misunderstanding is that, and I apologize if I misspoke earlier, but the name of the podcast is not Internet Explorer, a trademark owned by Microsoft. God, no, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. That should, be a, that should get you out of the <laughs> I mean, If anything, for, for Microsoft, that's like the coolest thing that's happened to them in a long time because they're like, oh, finally people are talking about um, Internet Explorer again. I mean, I will say that the, the downside is so we have a Twitter account, iExplorer. Um, you know, you can follow it and tweet it us about I, podcast the ideas. The letter I Explorer. Letter I Explorer. No space, no, no space. underscore, or anything. Um, okay. But the problem is, is cool that plug, by the people way. Uh, people tweet at us all the time about like, how, my browser, like, my tabs won't close. <laughs> they're like, I explore, you suck, and I'll be like, oh man, what is this? Like someone hates a part, and then I realize that they're like, my my stuff keeps crashing, and I'm yeah. like, oh okay, yeah. you're you're just okay, mad on at the, flash. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry about that. All right, okay. so let's get back I'm to the phone it. question. Um, yeah, so I think that I don't. This is, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, important. I don't. Uh, I would not have sex with my clone. Why? Uh, I don't. First of all, I don't think I'd be attracted to it. That's the first thing. I don't think that that matters. Uh, okay, I have. I have a couple thoughts on that. Yeah. I well, I yeah. have a couple questions first. Okay. Do your parents listen to this? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't think they listen to it re- religiously. Susan, Dave, I am so sorry. Okay. Can we can we make sure that they skip this episode? I feel like the problem is that it's going to be too enticing if it's why? both you, you and why, I. Why? You want to keep this charade going that uh, you're not this person <sighs> to my parents? Listen, I think they need to know who the real Katie is. I think that this they is know. the real Katie. I'm very real though, the, but... Would you fuck your clone? That's Katie. But you know, uh, that's your daughter-in-law. My my mother listens to every episode of the Internet Explorer podcast, and she reads every single well, article I write. She must she's, be she's she my must biggest be, fan. Must be scandalized on she, a regular basis. She is. <laughs> it's um. She's brought it up a couple times. I mean, she. Your mother is lovely, by the way. I hope she lo- listens to this, but I because I'd like to say to her, "You're a lovely person." Um, I eventually had to tell her at some point, "Mom, you can't." 
keep telling me that you got a little offended that I say so many curse words because if I know in the back of my head that you are listening and yeah. judging and feeling uncomfortable, yeah. I can't do what I you have to do. You can't perform. You know? You can't let I somebody can't, like that hold I you down. I can't be the garbage monster that, you know... <laughs> I need to be That's right. if I have this little thing in the back of my head right. saying my mom's listening and she's not going to like it if she hears me say penis. I mean, you're dirtier than a toilet bowl at a bar <laughs> at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night at, in New York. And you can't mm-hmm. let your mother stop you from being that way. Right. Anyhow, um, getting back I, to speaking of dirty toilet bowls. I would bowls, fuck my clone okay, is what I'm saying. First off, you'll have a better looking clone than me. Uh-huh. Let me just say that. I'm not... Hitting on you, but let me just say, I think you're more attractive than I am. Thank you. Okay? I mean, I people. This is a podcast, so people can't see it, but I'm absolutely gorgeous. You are very. Just for the record, very, I'm fantastic. You know, looking. Heidi Klum, like Heidi Klum, but yeah, actually good but looking. But like, if I sit next to her, you'd be like, "Who's the dog?" And like, I'd be yeah. like, "Oh, that's Heidi." Like, uh, who's that blonde-haired <laughs> model that everybody talks about? Kate Upton. Yeah. Like Kate Upton, if Kate Upton They'd was really like, sexy. Right. Yeah. Like people would look at her yeah. and they would and feel they, sick to their stomach. They'd throw up. And then and they look would look at me and they would do the thing with the throw up, they swallow it back down. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But- I, so I've heard a lot of people give their opinions. I think men, in my my experience, men have said that they are more reluctant to have yeah. sex with their clone. Yeah, because my, my they're clone like, well, not gay. My clone, no, I don't even but care about that. it's not a gay thing. First it's off, you. First off, everybody's a little bit gay. Second, uh, my clone wouldn't be attractive to me because I'm not attractive to me. But I think that here's I'm the thing. I'm actually somewhat upset when I see my reflection. Here's one thing I I, um, I feel very firmly is mm. that um, having sex with people you're not attracted to yeah. is a character-building exercise that everyone should do a couple I'm not times. Saying, I'm not saying you, you can't know? have sex with somebody you're not. Well, first off, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think and it's some, good. It's good for the how soul. How can you have sex with somebody you're not attracted to? Very easily. I don't know about that. I, I, I look. Um, Maybe you. I don't know. I think maybe it's that, easier you know, for you. I'd have a lot of very hard time with it. Look, the, or, the, or not the a hard time if you know what I mean. Much huh? more complicated you guys, than anybody. Really, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that especially if it was like. I wouldn't have sex with some random clone that I was not attracted to, but it's my own clone. What, it's what, me. What, what, a ran, what would a random clone be? I don't be? know. Someone else's clone? Yeah, that's just so another, you, person. That's just another <laughs> person. That's just a person. But I think the thing is, so it's, you would it's have you. sex with another person. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you can both be standing there and be like, yeah. this is kind of fucking weird, but yeah. let's just fucking go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. But still, I think you're dealing with a, a, you're dealing with a better product. You know? You've got. I, I guess my, my take is, like, I understand the curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when all is said and done, I'd rather have sex with somebody else's clone. Have you seen the movie The Prestige? <laughs> yes. No, okay. spo- no spoilers. I know. I feel On like we can't discuss otherwise. this. Well, we can talk about The Prestige. Oh, let's preface this. Okay, We're going spoiler. to talk about the, the critical single thing you need to know about the movie The Prestige, which, if you know it, will ruin the experience of watching the film. Um, so, and it's so, a great movie. So, so skip you, to yeah. skip to. There's gonna be a point. I don't know what it's gonna be. Magnus Magnus says he will come in and tell people mm-hmm. what point they can skip to mm-hmm. to avoid the spoiler about the Prestige. I don't know how he's gonna do that, but I guess his voice will be heard. People think Magnus doesn't exist, even though I've said many times he's from Sweden and he is my producer. Yeah, and he is talking. So maybe you'll hear from him. To avoid spoilers, skip to 40 minutes and 35 seconds. Okay, anyhow, now we're going to spoil The Prestige if you haven't seen it. Okay, so the premise of the movie The Prestige is that... Starring Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman is a magician. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, great cast. Um, 
Hugh Jackman develops this amazing, and it's sort of set in like Victorian times. It is set. Um, in, uh, he develops times. this awesome magic trick where every night he like goes into a sort of seemingly unbreakoutable, death-defying thing. He's and, like Houdini'd up inside of a water yeah, tank. Inside a water tank, yeah. and then like poof, he like turns up in the rafters of the theater where it's being performed, and he's yeah. alive and well. And everyone thinks that it's this, he's just a really skillful magician. It turns out that he is using actual magic by he has discovered a cloning machine that allows him to, like, teleport a clone. Yeah. And every night what he does is he actually dies in the water tank and he sends a clone or I guess I he goes up in the rafters yeah. and he sends the clone of himself to yeah. die in the water tank. He basically creates the clone, drops the clone into the tank. Yeah. And then kills it. And then kills it. And then he sort of runs up to the raft. Right. Um, and at the end, it's revealed that underneath the stage, there's like hundreds of his dead clones. Yeah. That have all been drowned. And it's like horrifying because you're like, oh, my God, he's killing himself every night. Yeah. Like a version of him is suffering and dying yes. and drowning. Yes. This horrible, miserable death. But not him. So I think of the having sex with your clone in this way of like Hugh Jackman every night is willing to treat his clones with in a film in an inhumane way in a film film. that he he's willing to totally sacrifice them and make them do something that he wouldn't want to do himself yes and i feel like that's the advantage of fucking your clone yeah okay it's like you might not want to i can understand i can you could force your clone to suck your dick i can really understand i can really understand why your mother would be a little bit (laughs) Disappointed with what she hears on your other podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so uh, so to answer your question, no, I would not have sex with a clone. Right, My clone. I'd have sex with another clone of someone else who I found attractive. Can we get Magnus to answer the question real quick? Magnus, Magnus you, you Magnus, guys, would you? yeah, would you have sex with your clone, Magnus? Yes, you would. Yeah, thank you. Magnus, Magnus understands. Not even a moment Magnus of hesitation. Under- I think, honestly, when people say that they wouldn't, I think they're liars I'm and not lying. Crazy. I'm not lying. I Magnus might be crazy. Magnus screwed on straight. I might be crazy, but I'm not lying. Do you want to hear a great Magnus? story yes i do yes i do yes um who's a magnus who's a real person so magnus um magnus is a good friend of mine and magnus is actually before i know magnus Mm -hmm. he's your friend yeah magnus uh is married to my college roommate and my best friend amy amy who's a wonderful person too good for magnus i think we can all agree um Um, anyhow so one time magnus and amy and eric my husband your brother my brother and i we were all uh we we were driving very cozy all very Cozy. Yeah, we were on like a little road trip to go away for the weekend, yeah. and um, we went through, um, I think it was a KFC, like on the, on the road. So the thing you have to keep in mind is yeah. like, Magnus is from Sweden, right. which is a first world country that in many ways is extremely similar to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going through this KFC, and Magnus occasionally, these little like Swedishisms will come out where he's like clearly European and not an American. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going through KFC, drive through we're, like, getting everyone's order to order into the little, like, voice yelly box. And, um, you know, it's, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then the person is, like, you know, he orders, like, a combo meal. And they're, like, what do you, what do you want to have to drink with it? And Magnus is, like, ah, like a mineral water? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he tried to order a mineral water at KFC. This is the story? And in his this mind, not a great like, story. it's a great story because, I, I mean. mineral water. I get it. He wanted a, what did you want? A sparkling water? He wanted a spark. He wanted seltzer. Yeah, but like what you, they, you what they know do? that KFC doesn't have seltzer. What do they do? They have seltzer. No, of, course they they do. of course they do. But they can bake it from the soda machine. They I have guess. seltzer. 
But he wanted a bottle of mineral water. Well, that they don't have. You know what? You know what? Actually, they may have it now. I can't believe Things you're a changed. mineral water sympathizer. I'm not. I don't. I actually don't really like mineral water uh, because it's not as fizzy as I need it to be. But that's a whole other story. So tell me about. Let's talk about mm-hmm. your podcast. Uh, Can uh, I Katie, get, Katie I, I needs need another beer. Info. Can we get Katie an IPA? Yeah. Oh, are you? Can I have a little touch of a little t- a little sip of whiskey? Um, That'd be great. Um, so let's talk about your podcast. You have this podcast. It's called BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. Uh-huh. Not to be confused with Internet Explorer, not which to be is, confused of course, with... a completely trademarked uh, thing owned yeah, by not Microsoft. Microsoft, the Microsoft Corporation. Yeah. Um, so BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer, you and Ryan Broderick. He, what's happening? Oh, um, I'm seeing some so emotions. it's in my purse. Oh. Okay, Katie's telling Magnus where her bottle of um, is. Yeah, look, Paul Ford gets to come on and drink tequila. I feel like it's only fair that I get to have a beer. Absolutely. Actually, I wish we had you know, tequila. It's Friday afternoon. I, I wish we had tequila here. I don't like tequila straight. That's you good. don't? Yeah. Why not? I don't oh, like a little any bit liquor straight. I like, like the margarita. That sounds good. But I don't I don't really drink liquor straight. I went to prior like, prior to this podcast, I went uh, across the street. I was, had a drink with some. I actually didn't have a drink, but I had like a Coke at a bar. It's called Ruby's. Rudy's. Oh, Rudy's. yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous, famous Have you been there? New York City dive bar. It's a total dive. Yeah. yeah. And it's perfect. Although uh-huh. it was very loud. I, for a daytime meeting, very loud. Yeah. That's a little too loud for a daytime a meeting. very interesting atmosphere for a daytime meeting. Cash only. It's my um, new, that's my new place. Josh, I, I you mean. You can I, find me waiting at the I bar. I feel like what you're saying when you say I had a daytime meeting um, yeah. and you went to Rudy's. Like, that's, I think, what, like, sad... Uh, alcoholic men from New Jersey, like hanging out at Penn Station, avoiding meeting. their wives, would would do. Oh, babe, I had a meeting. I had uh, a daytime meeting with Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, um, Rudy's is like a famous New York City bar oh, that's famous for being a like degenerate, like dive bar. I didn't think there were degenerates in there. Honestly, everybody looked pretty normal. What was that? Wow. What is this? I don't know. You can drink out of. These um, I don't. Fancy I don't glasses. want any. Well, you can have your beer in it. I'm just gonna bring it. Up. I'm afraid I'll spill it out of this. I've been given what can These only are beautiful though. I've been given what can only be described as a gobble. Neither of these stories sound good to um, me. Anyhow, okay, we're back with Katie in the topless. We've gotten, uh-huh. I've gotten some whiskey now. She got another Goose IPA. Goose IPA. Drink mm-hmm. it down. Uh, Goose Island is not a sponsor. I just thought I'd give them a little something mm-hmm. there. I don't care for IPAs or beer really of any type. Mm. I'm a, the opposite of an all American guy. Yeah, I don't like sports. I don't like beer. What, what you do like is um, soccer and Hitler. I like Hitler. <laughs> Hitler's, uh, you know, one of my faves. Yeah, uh, and uh, and soccer, of course. Yeah, <laughs> soccer is you mean football is the way as we call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're not a sports guy. You don't like. You're not. Like, I don't, you don't like. Watch I don't like sports. sports I don't like sports. Mm-hmm. I don't like your brother, however, and your father are huge Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Are they huge fans? They watch every game and they call each other and talk throughout the entire game. It's very annoying if you're in the room. They have with... a, they have a relationship that I'll never enjoy. Um, I will say this: in my youth, ooh, that that maker's mark is not smooth. <laughs> mm. I've been drinking. Uh, I've started mm-hmm. to try to drink some some blended. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyhow, some whiskey, but. From my youth, what I remember about my father is that uh-huh. he would watch Steelers games. And I think this is very indicative of my family. He would watch Steelers games mm-hmm. and he would talk about how they were going to lose yes, the whole time. And yes. would call them, would call, he particularly called them, he would say, like, look at these sausages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think he, which meant bad. Yeah. 
Though I think most people think sausage is delicious. Um, um, I certainly don't think he was describing the Steelers as delicious meat. But uh, I will say yeah. he, he he always watched with an eye to losing. You know, so, I mean, I guess people who are and loyal. still does, I assume. People who are loyal listeners of your podcast mm-hmm. and um, they probably wonder what your family's like. They know you should enough. have your parents on sometimes. So that's been – so Magnus suggested I have my parents on. And I just want to say no one knows anything about my family. That listens to this. Mm-hmm. We don't talk. I don't really talk about my parents very much. Yeah. But feel free. Feel free to, to talk about whatever so you want. I, um, you I mean, them. do you not want to? No, no, no. I don't that... care. I don't care. Everything everything is allowed here. Okay. Everything is permissible. Um, there are no there are no limits. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, this is like ZomboCom. Your parents, my parents-in-law, my mother and father-in-law. Yes. Um, Susan, I adore Susan, them. Susan and Dave. And they are unlike any other humans that have I've ever met in my life. And um, it's very interesting. Like, you are a unique person who there is no other person exactly like you. And when you see your Thank parents, you. it makes sense that... Because you wonder, like, what what kind of parents could raise Josh? Or, like, who? <laughs> how did this person exist on Earth? How did he come to be you? Yes, um, I'm sure many people think that. Um. And your par- you're not like your parents that much ish more I think than you think. Okay. Um, I don't know. But, but they your parents are both they're different from each other. I see and certain qual- from you. certain regrettable similarities. <laughs> I think that you have a lot in common with them. Okay. Um, okay. This is interesting. Um, but yeah, but one of the things is that they often prepare for the worst. Mm. Um, and oh, you like, think I prepare see- for the worst? No, I don't think that's a quality. I think I'm very mm. optimistic. Actually, I just had this conversation with Laura mm. last night. I think I think I'm aggressively optimistic to a point that is unhealthy mm-hmm. and sometimes gets me into trouble. Mm. Like, why wouldn't it work out? Yeah. That's usually what I think. Mm. But then I also have, of course, I'm very like bipolar where I'll have bouts of tremendous self-doubt and, mm-hmm. and worry. Mm-hmm. But well, anyway. if I mean, if I were you, I'd have a lot of self-doubt. No, I, I do. I <laughs> Did do. I have to cause you some anxiety? Uh, I mean, you have a lot to doubt about. I have I mean, a look lo- at you. I have a I, look. I already told you I wouldn't <laughs> fuck my clone. You know, it's all downhill from there. Um, I'm not even attractive enough to myself to have mm-hmm. sex with myself. Um, Anyhow, that's just the least of my problems. Go ahead. Uh, but you're. Um, you think we have similarities? I think you have a lot of similarities. Um, I think that you and your mother are a lot more alike than you realize. We're um, um, very tough. I think you're very – you're both um, sometimes kind of stubborn mm-hmm. in like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you want things done your way. And sometimes you guys butt heads and I think that's My mother because I, you're yeah. so similar yes. in these specific ways. She's a fighter and I'm a fighter. Yeah. And we um, love to fight and scream. And you – I think that um, you sometimes – it's always funny watching people with their parents, you yeah, know? Yes. Like they're not your parents because – there's being an adult and having parents means that most of the time you like eventually you get to this point where you're like, well, you're just two other adults and you're kind of like some adults that I know. Right. Just kind of older. Just Susan and Dave. Yeah. Then there's certain moments where like you revert back to like being a, like a child teenager and you're like, oh, mom. Oh. <laughs> and I think that you you get to that point kind of easily. Oh, do I? Yeah. I think that sometimes you. You sort of fight with your parents like you're a teenager. They can be very frustrating to me, mm-hmm. and I don't take I don't take the I don't take mm-hmm. the high road. Yeah, they're very I frustrating sometimes. And I instead of instead of going like, all right, they're they're my parents. There's They've got times their, where you their can bend and you break instead. That's right. 
that's I think for my life I think that's a fairly uh, that's fairly uh, common. Um, I had I had a moment with that recently with my with my mother. Oh, you did. Um, was yeah. it about swearing on your podcast? No, um, it was actually it was really funny. I it was in the mix midst of um, having a really like heartwarming experience with her that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been working on a article that has not yet been published, but it involved. Um, it involved like a lot of legal business documents that I was having trouble reading because, you know, they were legal. Because you're not a lawyer. Fin- I'm not a lawyer. And like they were also like sort of related to like stock market finance kind of stuff, like some Ooh. SEC filings. Whoa. And I was like, ah, you Sounds know. Sounds like a great article. I can't wait to read it. I'll be honest. It's going to be great. Um, and um, Makers. How does anybody drink Makers, Mark? This is like poison. <laughs> this is like drinking. It is so harsh. <laughs> I just had to pour water into it. What is this? This is just used for mixing, right? Mm. People have it on the rocks, maybe? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> my mother uh, works in finance. And so I, I asked her. I was actually like, this was over the summer. This was a while ago. I was home visiting and I brought all this you know, giant stack of papers and I, I had been asking her sort of over the phone and over email for some helpless stuff. I had asked people in my office, but, like, I don't know. People are busy. They're working on their own stuff. And, you sure, know, sure. my mom, she's – I mean, she's busy too, but she's, like, obligated to have to <laughs> help me. Sure. Like, What's she going to do? Say no? She brought me into the world she and now she has to no help me with reading SEC filings. Of course. Um, so I brought this this and giant. She's a power. We should say your mother's a powerful businesswoman. She's yeah, she's a businesswoman. Um, so I was asking my mother for help with these yeah. documents. Yes, and she was very helpful at first, and it was actually really fun because it was sort of like for the first time in years, you know, I had this. I was a dynamic with my parents where I wasn't just sort of like visiting or you doing being a this, like the kid. You guys were doing. We were something actually together. like sort of like we were working on this thing together. Two adults, and we were, two great adults. Well, it's just you know having the experience of working with someone as a colleague or a like you're working on a project together. You're talking about stuff together. It was sort of it was a fun, different way of interacting with my mom other than I normally do. Would you say it was a great bonding experience? I would definitely say that. Okay. Um. But there was also parts where she was trying to explain to me a lot of sort of like high finance concepts, which were a little bit like difficult for me to understand, partly because what I have realized is my mom is not that good at explaining stuff. Um, But it totally took me to this zone of like being a teenager and my mom like helping me with homework, trying to explain to me something and like – Explaining it in a way that is maybe not that clear and me getting really annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know. There's a very specific frustration that you have when you're like, I don't know. It just, it immediately sucked me back to like age 16. And I was like, oh, mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> you I just say that like in that way. I kind of like, I kind of but snapped do you, do you at think, her a little do, bit. Do you think and that's like, because, was it because that she was explaining things that were very obvious to her, but too complex to you? Yes. Or was it? Yes. And okay. I think it was also like, she was trying to explain them in a way that, you know, like when you want to explain something that you understand and you don't really know, I mean, like... Are you dumb? I, she was dumbing it down for you. Sort of. Or, like, me simultaneously dumbing it down, but also, in some cases, not enough. So she'd be like, oh, well, what you have to understand is that that's just the, like, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, the, the, yeah. and I'd be like, what is that? 
Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it just sounds it, frustrating. I'm getting frustrated just hearing about it. I feel like I'm doing exactly that of like not being a little bit. Good you're kind of I feel like you're not explaining well. what you're what you're trying um, to say. But it here, was but, it uh, was this interesting thing where it took me to that like teenage place where I was like, oh my god, I haven't felt this level of teenage annoyance at my mom in did you did fifteen you, years? Did you express that to her? I didn't tell her at the time, but like I totally was like, okay, whatever, mom, I understand. Or like, I <laughs> did get you it. say it like that? I mean, I totally got. That's like, a very interesting. That's a very interesting teen sound that you just created. I have to mm-hmm. say, I don't think I sound like that when I get frustrated with my parents. I think I sound no. a lot angrier and less frustrated. I think I sound more just straight up and like an angry person. Yeah. Now, Magnus asked while you were in the midst of that story. Mm-hmm. He wanted to talk about. He wanted you to talk about the Topolsky wife. Oh, theory. my my, my you have idea. A grand, you have a grand unified theory of Topolsky wives, yeah. which I don't really understand, and I've really never heard fully okay. articulated. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. So, if you're an avid listener to the Tomorrow Podcast, yeah. you have heard what you are because you're listening to episode thirty-one. Is this episode thirty-one? <laughs> um, you don't just jump in at thirty-one. Uh, your wife, Laura, has been on your podcast twice. She is my wife. Uh huh. And um. One of those episodes was uh, she talks about a incident that happened just before you started recording where your baby fell off the bed. And even though, like, she was across the room or something, you somehow blamed it on her well, for the baby falling out of the bed. I feel like and there was some blame to go around. So this is so this is like a classic Topolsky move oh. in, of, like, something going wrong. Like, you... This happened actually kind of recently. Like, Eric dropped something on the floor. Like, he was getting something out of the stove and dropped it and uh-huh. was like, God damn it, Katie. And, like, <laughs> somehow this was my fault. Well, <laughs> were, you talking, honest, were you talking to him? No. Were you distracted him? I think that anyone who is married or in a serious relationship has these moments yeah. of, like, when you, like, stub your toe for some reason, yeah. you notice that your partner's shoes are next to the table and that's what tripped and you. you and you somehow yeah. blame them. And somehow, yeah. th- and for that for that one moment that your toe is really hurting, in your mind, you are, like, cursing out your spouse. You are, like, annoyed about it. Somehow this is their fault. Well, I think, I think we're, uh, I mean. Even though it's completely not. I think uh, we're always looking for someone uh-huh. to blame for something that goes wrong. Yeah. I think that's just natural. Right. That's why I think when you bite your tongue or mm-hmm. your cheek, mm-hmm. it's the most egregious, horrible kind of pain because, like, you, like I think it's it's very upsetting and painful because it hurts really bad. But also, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you oh, accidentally well, bite your tongue or your cheek. Sure. And- but, I think, but I think it's doubly, doubly painful mm-hmm. because you know that there's no one – Possible mm-hmm. that you can blame except yourself for having it, it having had it happen, right, right. and it's so like you. There's a lot of I get. I feel like sometimes like when it happens, I get so I'm so mad. Yeah, and there's nowhere that frustration can't yes. go anywhere except in inward. Um, Whereas you, like with other things, I feel like yeah. you can easily go like you were distracting me or you're talking yeah. or uh, I saw you out of the corner of my eye. Your shoes are here or whatever, and you mm-hmm. can find some like connected. Point, you know, point. it's funny because the the biting your cheek or lip thing is your yeah. your brother, my husband, yeah, is yeah. exactly the same way. Yeah. Where I'm I'm starting to wonder if it's maybe a fact uh, that both of you refused orthodontics as tweens. Wow, this is getting really personal uh, and rude. From frankly, something. No, is, we have monstrous teeth. We have monster teeth. Um, I've made a career out of not letting people see my teeth. If you saw my teeth, you would start crying. But and run away. For my husband, biting the inside of his cheek or his lip yeah, or something yeah, is yeah. a 
thing that happens fairly often and yeah. is for him a complete day ruiner. Like, well, it's terrible. And I think that for it you, it's ruin your day. Thing. And I wonder if it's because your teeth are kind of all in different directions. No, I think it's because I think it's well, that's possible. But I think it's because it hurts, and you keep re-entering it because then you've got yeah, a, your thing in there. And and I just think it's very. Mm-hmm. I actually I've thought about this a lot, and I think it's the psychology of it is like mm-hmm. there's nowhere else to put the yes. to put the blame except on yourself. So and so I, it's frustrating and and painful. That I think is like classic Topolsky. Hmm. So. Um, where something that yeah, what is like, the Topolsky wife syndrome or whatever you call it? So a classic Topolsky is you bite the inside of your mouth by accident, and most, from a normal person, you're like, "Ow, that hurts," and then you get over it yeah. for thirty seconds. You're like, "Oh, that really hurts." Ow, yeah. and then you like kind of don't care and you move on with your day. Yeah. For Topolsky, this is a day ruiner. You're you're stewing. You're angry. Mm-hmm. You're upset. I don't get my days. Don't get ruined by it. Okay, but the reaction Eric is heightened. Might. Eric the, might. The it's a heightened reaction. Heightened. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, Why not? And, uh, you know, you like things exactly so. Uh, you know, now you're just listening you're to our very, You're a very clean person. You're pretty fastidious in your home. You yes. like making sure that things are straightened, things mm-hmm. are tidy. Yep. You see a little something on the floor, you'll be preoccupied with yeah. for 20 minutes with like yeah. cleaning up with the paper towel. Like, I have a white glove. I have a on? white yeah. glove that yeah. I go through the house yeah. with and I make sure everything is dust free, um, of course. Like and any normal, I, I, rational person. Josh's home is the cleanest home that a human could have with a baby and a dog. Like, what it, does that mean? It's not clean enough. <laughs> it is that most people with a very young toddler mm-hmm. and a dog, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more mess going on. We but your house cr- is impeccably clean all the crack time the whip. because we, you're you're a very clean. Well, person. it's not my doing. I'll be honest with you. I just but like we do try to keep the but house. You neat. like you it. Mess a place for you. everything and everything in its place, Katie. That yes. is my motto. Yes. That is what I live by. Did um, I just blow out the mic on that one? Sorry, I feel very <laughs> serious about it. No, I think I think I when I when I'm in a space that is mm-hmm. disorderly or dirty, I can't think straight. Like, mm-hmm. I can't work. It actually like my physical surroundings yes. can be very disruptive to me. So the Topolsky wife. Yes. Um, which is myself, Laura. And Magnus. Technically your mother, although when I examined the <laughs> Wait, situation. Did, you, did we come to the conclusion that that somehow Magnus and Amy had also had a Topolsky wife right. situation? So, okay. So so are you, the, are you a, the Topolsky wife? Think of this not as okay. like actually like someone whose last name is Topolsky versus their wife. Think of this as an archetype. Okay. There's a Topolsky and there's a Topolsky wife okay. in every relationship. This is like the, since the dawn of yeah. time, there's a Topolsky yeah. and a Topolsky and wife. And so okay. the, the, the Topolsky is the person who's like kind of finicky and picky. And the Topolsky wife is someone who has to kind of put up with that. Uh-huh. Um, and... I think that in your parents' relationship, I think that your dad is the Topolsky wife and your mom is the Topolsky. Uh, I think. Let that- me tell you. Let me tell you. Actually, it's funny that you're talking about this because I was the other night. Laura and I were talking mm-hmm. about um, with our nanny Val, who's mm-hmm. amazing, who took the best picture of Zelda ever oh, of her sitting at a yeah. park bench. But um, we were talking about Shlemiel and Shlemazel, which are Yiddish words. Yeah. And I was trying to find the exact definition of Yiddish. By the mm-hmm. way, these aren't really related, but there's something similar mm-hmm. in this. By the way, do you know the Shlemiel Shlemazel, the most common definition? No, I don't know the most common definition. In Yiddish, there are many, many words for people who are buffoons. Okay? Yeah, like a Shlemiel, like, most, oh, what a Shlemiel. Yeah, most of the words that in Yiddish that I know are just about mm-hmm. how d- dumb and horrible people are. Yeah. Shlemiel, if I'm getting this right, Shlemiel, a Shlemiel is a person who spills the soup. Mm-hmm. A Shlemazel is a person upon whom the soup is spilled. <laughs> which I love to me, that. I which love to me that. is kind of like your Topolsky, yeah. your Topolsky. Not yeah. very different, so, but there's like this dynamic. But let me just say this. Here is, let me explain my well, parents. Sorry, go ahead. I will say that So in, in Magnus's marriage, and I, I know him and his wife very well. Very well. 
Magnus is the Topolsky wife, yeah. and his wife Amy is the Topolsky. So wait, Amy's the Topolsky? I get yeah. that. I get that. She's, I think that's why Amy and I get along she's, so well. She's wearing the pants a little bit. She's like, it's not just the pants. She tells though. him what to do. It's not just being the boss because if I don't things think things don't go. I don't Amy's feel like way, I'm the boss. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm the boss, but I feel like a lot of. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of considerations are made for me. Yes, I think yeah, it's a little bit of like an alpha and a beta. Maybe. I think that that's how all relationships are. That there's someone who a little bit has to, you know. We, uh, I, I love joking with other friends about like who's the Topolsky wife. Lauren <laughs> oh, yeah. and I, Lauren and I have like broken down all our, our friends. Oh, you about do. Who's you the, have. You yeah. know who's the you yeah. can, in, in the whole set of couples. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Can friends? Can it be a friend situation where people, one of the friends is a Topolsky wife? Um, like two pals. Two just buddies. No, not really. Really, it has to be yeah. a, a romantic yeah, couple. Yeah, I think so. Especially okay. if you live together. It's Let like me... one person is like, somebody needs to clean this bathroom, and the other person is like, oh boy, I gotta go clean the bathroom. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you the um, the best story about my parents that sums up their relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they have a very loving. They're very loving. Mm-hmm. Very loving. Uh, but how long have they been married? Like very long. 40. Uh, 45 years. I don't know. Maybe? I should probably know. 42? I should know this. I should know this. Long time. A long time. Long enough that they've had to have been through it all. Mm-hmm. But I think the best way to sum up their relationship is um, they were over our house and we were watching on TV. I think you were there. Maybe mm-hmm. not. We were watching, I think it was Frankie Valley. It was like a, a PBS special. Mm-hmm. It was like a Frankie Valley concert. Yeah. And I believe Frankie Valley has a hit. It's called Lightning. It's like lightning strikes again or lightning strikes. Lightning striking again. is Lightning the... crashing again? No, lightning striking, striking again. again. Yeah, what I is the song, song called? Okay. I think it's his song. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I can making... hear the song in my I could be making it up. It could be somebody else's song that he did a cover yeah. of. He's performing. It's an uproarious mm-hmm. rendition yeah. in front of a huge live audience. My father is tapping his, mm-hmm. he's tapping his foot or you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, oh, I love the song. I mm-hmm. love the song. This is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And my mother says... I can't stand this song. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've ever seen George Costanza's parents from Seinfeld, that's, I mean, that's how that I, is, like, basically my parents. That's how I always describe your parents to people. But like, it's real. It's real. Yeah. It's insane. They. I, mean, I think they're actually, listen, I think they're the greatest people in the world, but I think they're actually insane. The way and I describe are, them sorry, is I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. People are always, I'm sorry to cut you off, but people mm-hmm. are always like, oh, yeah, my parents are totally crazy. People mm-hmm. always say, they always mm-hmm. say, oh, my parents are so crazy. My parents are actually crazy. <laughs> that That's the difference. You've been around it. You've seen it. I I'm not knocking them. I love them. I think crazy. I think that they are just very unique in the way they are. The way I describe them is that they are always at level nine. Yes. And then, they're like, always at DEF, DEF they're CON, always, uh, like, whatever their the base, l- Their base level is nine. And, like, sometimes they, you so, know, crank it up to 11. <laughs> so you say they only have... Between mm-hmm. nine and eleven is their range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, I think that's right. I think that's true. Anyhow, but they're wonderful people. The point is that they spawn to uh, other people, and uh, and now you have to live with them. Yeah, you both have to. You everybody has to live with them. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to humanity. Anyhow, on that note, I think we should wrap up. Um, uh, there's a lot more to talk about. We barely talked about. We didn't really talk about your podcast. It's okay. I mean, I, mean, I want to talk know, it's about a podcast. It. It, we, we didn't talk it's about podcast about internet culture. We didn't talk about your. Floor. We didn't talk about how you got your start. On the internet, which was making, I mean, the early, my early, uh, I'm going to talk about this anyhow, whatever. I'm just going to use a couple minutes here because Katie was late anyhow. Sorry. My first in my introduction, is there another session coming in? Do we need to get out of here? Okay, good. Nobody comes in on Friday. Nobody's around in a studio on Friday. Um, the thing that I remember most uh, that was the, the first thing that I think, I don't know how, how many of these you had done before. 
Mm-hmm. But before there was before BuzzFeed was a big thing, and before there was like all the stuff that's on the internet that is on the internet, you were doing like you had a couple of sites like Tumblr's yeah, and some yeah, other yeah. things. You had a site called Sorry I Missed Your Party, yeah. and Sorry I Missed Your Party was like. Describe what Sorry I Missed Your Party so, was. Yeah, so I had in the sort of mid to late aughts, I did a lot of like single serve websites sort of. Um, Can you tell us about some of them? Uh, the one that I did for the longest and I enjoyed the most was called Sorry I Missed Your Party. And it was actually like in its own little world, like kind of popular. It was very popular. Um, no, no, you were like a cele- an internet celebrity. Um, so the premise was I would go on Flickr. You, you still are an internet celebrity, I should Aww. say. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Kim not, Kardashian of Twitter. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> um, I would go on Flickr and I would find – I would use, you know, search or whatever. I would find pictures of people because partying. So, like, you know, use that word loosely. Um, any sort of gathering party, I would find interesting found pictures on Flickr. And then I would post them and I would do a little like write up sort of synopsis of them or like. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, the the sort of image from an image standpoint, mm-hmm. it was sort of like many of the pictures you might have looked at and gone, I can't believe somebody put this on the Internet. Yeah. Like some really weird, embarrassing well, it was a very – it was a different time. More innocent you know? time. It was a different time. People hadn't been publicly shamed by Katie yet. <laughs> um, I – you know, I mean, this is – I don't want to get too deep into it, but I always think that there's a very interesting thing that happened that is very ignored in the world of technology and internet history, which is that there was this brief moment that only lasted probably about five years where everyone owned a point-and-shoot digital camera and people took lots of pictures – um, and uploaded them to image hosting websites. Um, and the look and feel of these pictures is very specific to that time. So I'm talking like 2002 to 2007. Mm-hmm. I think that... A lot of flash. A lot of flash, yeah. a lot of red eye. Yeah. Um, in the early days when people had, you know, 2002, 2003, 2000, up to 2005, um, memory was pretty small on those. And yeah. so you actually like, you wouldn't want to take 80 pictures of the same thing and pick the best one because you kind of would run out of space. You would take one picture. People treated them like they used to treat film cameras where you like maybe would look at the little screen on the back, but you wouldn't really know how the picture was going to turn out. You would take one picture of a person and you would move on to the next. Like let's say you're at a party. You were taking pictures like you would with a camera. Right. Like with a film camera. Like you take one picture, maybe you'd look at it, you'd take another picture. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't – and then you would – at the end of the night, you would go home and then the next day you would upload 50 pictures to your Flickr folder album and you'd be like, you know, Magnus's birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, Facebook kind of killed that. People used to do Facebook albums, remember? People don't do Mm -hmm. that anymore. Now people pick the one best picture and they upload one picture at a time. And in a weird way, although we're taking more pictures than we ever have on cell phones – we are uploading and sharing less pictures, I think. Well, we're certainly sort, not. Sort you're of. certainly not going like here's a whole album of things. right. Exactly. Like, you weren't like it's here more is like two hundred pictures from my vacation. Right. You would go on vacation for a week, and you would post maybe five pictures to Instagram. We're cherry picking our nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, we're cherry picking our memories. It's a it's a different you know the the usefulness of photography in a digital sense is completely different now than it was. When digital cameras first came out, but isn't but isn't the whole isn't isn't Facebook's doesn't Facebook force people or hasn't the popular notion of how you use Facebook is that you're presenting the best 
most interesting, best looking version of yourself. Yeah. I like mean, like you're not presenting like you're not warts and all. It's like the best shots, the best places, the best opinions. You know, like, oh, you're sharing links because you wanna either gain credibility or you want people to like your funny thing that you shared or found or whatever. I mean, I think that one of the things that speaks to that very specifically is a slight generational divide between people like our age and people maybe five 20, years. Like 28-year-olds. Yeah, 20, and then like... Super young. Um, and like 25 And people like five years younger than us where they grew up on digital cameras where you could take 80 pictures of yourself and then pick the best one and figure out how you looked best. Right, like, we, phone, like smartphones. Right. Yeah. We grew up on a film camera where you like take one picture and then like... You get it back two weeks later, and you're like, "Wow, I look like crap." Yeah, yeah. For my, um, for my teenage years, I have loads of like pictures yeah, where I look garbage. Like, yeah, you, and I think that younger people know how to look good in pictures yeah. purely by practice. Literally, they know how to what their best face right. angle side right. is. And you and I, when someone takes a picture of us, we're like, like, well, make a goofy grin. You know, I mean, I try to look cool, but uh, my face gets in the way. I, I, I love that. You purposely make bad faces in photos. Well, I've, I hit the wall where I realized that I'd rather make a purposely bad face than try to look good and just kind of look mediocre, crummy. Right. Like I said, you know, I mean, the source material is a fantastic. No, unbelievable. You know? Like, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, like uh, the most S. beautiful uh, um, model in the world. Yeah. In history. But uh, but I, I loved that period of time in photography. Anyhow, what was Sorry I Missed Your Party? So I would go on Flickr. I would find these p- pictures of people's parties. I would post them on Sorry I Missed Your Party. Yeah. The premise being. Was it a Tumblr or was it like a blog? It was a blog spot. Yeah, it was like it a was blogger. It was created before yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. I think I made it in 2008. It was a pre-Tumblr Tumblr. It's a pre Tumblr Tumblr. Um, it um, and then I would like I would either like write up a funny story that was kind of you know I don't know I would make you would some imagine sort of funny what thing. might have been going on or who the characters were. What I liked about it was that it a f- an interesting picture is just like a good writing prompt, you know. And so that was like a fun way to an interesting picture is just waiting is something waiting for a caption. I don't know. It's like yeah, like sometimes it was like I would try to find the funniest picture I could, and then sometimes I would find like a kind of boring picture, but like. It would spark a, a memory or an idea that would be good to write a little like blog post about. In some ways, I'm not saying that these ideas mm-hmm. are related or that you had any, you know, that you were riffing on this, but like, if do you remember Vice's do's and don'ts? Oh yeah. So their do's and don'ts in the very early years of Vice, or at least when I was first introduced to Vice, when yeah. it was still a magazine. Yeah. The do's and don'ts were very much like a random picture of somebody and then like a whole storyline about who that person was, what they were doing, what they were thinking, what their world was. And like I feel like you did that sometimes. Not not like the same thing. But I mean you had a a, a narrative for what was going on in the in the picture. Undoubtedly the sorry, Mr. Party was one hundred percent influenced by the Vice days and was it? Oh yeah. I feel like because I feel like that's sort of like those two. I mean it was very similar concept of like Write a funny thing about a picture. Here's a picture of people doing keg stands. Let's write a funny riff on what keg stands are like or something. Right, um, right. You know, it's funny. I uh, A friend of mine who I believe you know, uh, Jeb Bonikowski, mm-hmm. he and I have talked a lot. This, hi, Jeb. What's up? Uh, <laughs> he's definitely listening. <laughs> he's definitely not he's listening. He's glued to every Tomorrow um, podcast. He and I have talked a lot about how it's sort of this weird sad thing that um, early 2000s Vice was extremely influential on, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, on me and, like, him, who was sort of, of a similar age yeah. um, in New York, and, like, what we thought was funny and, like, 
how to write funny or how to make jokes about stuff. Um, and that part of Vice doesn't really exist. Or I think most of that stuff was done by Gavin McGinnis, who is sort of now like... <laughs> Gavin, yeah, who I kind of not the person that you wanted him to be, you uh, know. <laughs> Gavin, I know a little bit. Um, he is like a he's a kind of a hardcore conservative, like yeah. libertarian. Uh, I think he's, uh, to be honest, and maybe he would, maybe I'll have him on here. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see if he wanted to do it and and talk about this. I think I don't buy it. I think I he's, don't either. I think, I think, he's, think he's, like he's pretending. Kind of, I think he's pretending. Yeah. But then again, I think like uh, like that dude Nero Milo Yiannopoulos, or whatever. I, I think, love him. I, I think love he's him. also pretending. I think uh, he's, he's a, a complete phony. Like I don't think he believes anything yeah. he's talking about. I love I think there, trolls. I think know? there's like yeah. I think there's like a new kind of mm-hmm. troll that's like a really, I think I'm, fairly obvious. There are fairly obvious counter notion mm-hmm. sort of troll. Um, I mean, I, I mean that's like a fun card to play. I don't yeah. know. You're I'm living. Like, I like to do that. You're living sometimes. every day. Anyhow, um, we have to wrap up. Unfortunately, um, I hate to do it. Yeah. I really. This last part of the conversation is really interesting. I'd like to talk more about it. Yeah. If only we hadn't talked for so long about Sapolsky wives. You know. And, yeah. And uh, and we were actually and talking about some interesting stuff about concepts of the internet. No, no, and... deep shit. Really important shit. Like um, that. The, the listeners of tomorrow came for. Yeah, and instead what they luckily, got is twenty minutes talking about both of our parents. But luckily, you're going to be back. Oh, that's right. With the Fast and Furious. Maybe. Blind, with the drunk, Fast and high and out of my mind. Yeah. Anyhow, so you'll, we're going to do a vote after this podcast goes uh-huh. up. It's going to be a vote. Who's going to do it? You or me? I guess I should do it. Yeah. Well, and if I the mean, fans, here's the problem. is like, people yeah. are going to... People want to see you suffer, right? No, what do you mean no suffer? No one's going to say, mean, no, don't mean, do people that. Want, people people like want to a... see me party, because that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think it sounds like suffering. Me, you, me, and Vin. And by the way, the eighth one's coming soon. 2016. Paul Walker. 2016. Yeah. In heaven. Uh, look, we'll see. I, he'll okay. see it. We'll see him again. We're gonna For see him worth, again. I cried my fucking eyes out at the end of Fast okay, and Furious. No spoilers. I, I don't know what happens. Bald. Stop spoiling it because I don't know what happens. I but first off, for real, mm-hmm. I don't know if Paul Walker's character lives or dies. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. But I think it's possible that he doesn't die. Okay. What I do know is that Wiz Khalifa put together mm-hmm. a song. That will make you think of the best times you have with the people you've Can lost. we have that song play us Can out? we get that song out at the end of this? Great. Okay. Magnus will do it. Okay. That's, that's the episode. Katie, thank you for um, doing this with me. Josh, thank you so much okay, for having me. And, and, of course, you'll be back very soon. So, um, you know, the fans, I, I, I the fans so. are just, di- just dying for more. You know, I had a great time. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Well, that's our show for the week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow, of course. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I'm told they're driving very fast and very furiously down a road. And they're losing control of the vehicle. First you both go out your way and the vibe is feeling strong. It was small, turned to a friendship, a friendship turned to a bond. And that bond will never be broken. The love will never get lost. And when brotherhood come first, then the line will never be crossed. Established it on our own when that line had to be drawn. And that line is what we reach, so remember me when I'm gone. How can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you're going to be with me for the last one. let the light guide your way, yeah. And every road you take
about you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell.